Hello. QueerAF is now an independent community interest company. Our podcast's first four seasons were funded by National Student Pride, and so there might be some old calls to action in them. For the most up-to-date info on our podcast that funds budding LGBTQIA plus audio producers, visit wearequeeraf.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter that sums up the LGBTQIA plus world and supports queer creatives kickstart their career. Enjoy the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the National Student Pride Podcast. I'm journalist Jamie Wareham. And I'm Student Pride Press Officer Charlie-Anne Mathers. This month, we're joined by the married couple YouTubers, Shosh and Murr. We spoke about biphobia. When you're faced with all that, you're less likely to come out. But then that's also like a reason why it's important that I needed to get over that and come out um, so that bi people will feel represented at these kind of events and just in the world. Coming out and getting involved in the LGBTQ plus community. Going to events where you know the community is. like We're not just like gay clubs. We're, we're, at, we're at movie nights. We're at book clubs, we're at, you know, book readings, all sorts of different events. And whether religion and being LGBT can exist together. I guess you have to find a church that works for you. And I think if you ever get to that place where there's a sort of separation or acceptance with religion and sexuality, then um, then that's great. But I think what's more important is that you find, find a community that you can feel supported and accepted in. Welcome to the National Student Pride Podcast. Welcome to the National Student Pride Podcast, where we keep our pride of conversation continuing all year round. If you've listened before, then by now you'll know every month we invite Student Pride speakers, friends and supporters to come on the show. The podcast is all about talking about LGBT plus community. The podcast is all about the LGBT plus community. This month we're joined not by one, but two guests who joined us for our first ever Student Pride YouTube panel in 2016. Their stunning wedding video radiated with the beautiful message, love is love. Welcome, Shoshana and Meredith. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So we're going to start with one of our 2016 Student Pride themes, which is the year that you came, um, because you made a video with Callum McSwiggan ahead of the event about coming out and making friends in the LGBT community. Um, But what we wanted to kind of start with was actually how you guys first got involved with LGBT activism. Um, So I think it was an accident, really, because we started off just making videos when we were long distance of our visits to each other, um, just as a way of focusing on the positive. And we missed each other, but we needed something to keep us going. And then we found that we really enjoyed it and um, it just kept happening. Yeah, I think it sort of spiraled from there because I think timing wise, um, there's a lot going on, at least I know in the States, about um, gay marriage. And as our relationship sort of evolved and we were documenting the time that we were spending together and where we were like with our relationship status, um, there's also this larger movement going on. And so I think sort of created the perfect storm. And I guess that's what made us LGBT activists. 
but you know, in the video that you did just for student pride, you talked a lot about making gay friends. So I think for when people are trying to come to terms with their sexuality, it's a bit of a worry because we, you know, when you come out, being gay and like our whole community is very sexualized. In fact, the whole world is. Recount some of the advice that you gave in that video because it was great. I think um, going to LGBT events is a great way to do it. Like we made some friends the other day at um, Lucy Sutcliffe's book event and if you're going to something that you're interested in then you already have something in common with these people so it's a bit less scary than um, just approaching someone at a club or something because yeah yeah, it's difficult you don't want people to think you're hitting on them but then you need to make friends don't you I'm still trying I'm still working on like getting friends and that's like a weird thing to say but like I'm 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 actively looking for friends everyone um (laughs) and that that's because I when I when I came here from New York I've left my family and my friends behind so yeah I'm I'm still trying to figure out that community so yeah like going to events where you know the community is like we're not just like gay clubs we're we're uh, we're like movie nights we're at book clubs we're at book readings all sorts of different events so I think it's um whatever you your interest is you can find your the gay community surrounding that. Yeah, there's um, a gay Jewish um, group that I've been to a couple of times. Um, yeah. Um, so it's kind of staying on the topic of when you kind of are first coming out, Shoshana, you made a video about a topic that's quite close to your heart. And so here's a clip of you talking about the problem of biphobia and bisexual erasure. I found out that biphobia exists not just in the hetero world, but biphobia is rife in the LGBT community as well. When you first come out and get involved with the LGBT community, kind of the last thing you expect is to have to deal with biphobia from within your own community as well. Why do you think it is that everything is very binary, so either gay or lesbian? It's Maybe it's easier for... Um, gay people to just um, separate themselves completely for the heterosexual community, maybe. Why do you think it is that people find it easier to understand, like, gay or lesbian, but when it comes to bisexuality, they're a bit weirder about it? Maybe if you've never been bisexual, um, then it's hard to understand why would anyone um, like two genders. Um, And maybe that's something, like, homophobic straight people think that they just can't understand people being gay and maybe a gay person they they just don't understand how anyone could be straight so maybe it's um people find it hard to put themselves in other people's shoes possibly what experiences have you had of biphobia in the lgbt community um i suppose like when i was dating um i kind of had experiences of people not wanting to date me, um, you know, if they knew that I was bi. I think even that video clip that you played, even that video alone, that was the first time that we'd ever sort of told our YouTube channel that Shoshana was bisexual. And I I think, like, most of the responses were really supportive because I think that our our subscribers like us and, um, and they're really open, intelligent people. Um, but there was one comment, and I found I, I won't forget it because um, someone had literally probably not even watched or understood the video or what we were talking about, what Shoshana was talking about. Um, and then they were like, "Oh, now I know for sure she's gonna leave Meredith for a man." And that, there's so many layers to that to that comment, but but the fact that that like this biphobic comment 
showed up and we're talking about biphobia in the LGBT community, just it's just like it's like, oh my gosh, that's that's this is exactly what we're talking about. You don't you don't get it. And like what's what's the big deal if she leaves me for for a man or whoever, really? I mean, in our community, I think people have a really difficult time separating or just making it not personal. Um and because we do we are dating one another, um, we're loving one another and, and I think you wouldn't want someone to leave you for like the complete opposite of you. But I mean that could happen with if if a lesbian were to leave a lesbian for another lesbian, but the lesbian's just different. I mean like everyone's just different. So I think it's just we're we're willing to accept some differences but not others. And I think that we need to sort of focus on that more as a community. But like it's interesting, you know, because you know, last year so we always talk, we talk about this a lot in this podcast, actually, like how we're constantly trying to be representative at Student Pride. And last year we had loads of bisexual people. Um, and after the event, one of the feedback was, there was no bisexual people at your event. Why didn't you have them? And I was like, there was loads of people. They didn't have a bi name tag. So sorry about that. That's what I always wonder is like, <laughs> it's funny that we're talking about coming out as bi. It's like, it's like another thing you have to do after already coming out as being in the LGBT queer community like what what do you think is behind that kind of you know erasure is a word that we use a lot when we're talking about bisexuality um I think it's scary because of my past experiences it was kind of a self-protective thing like I don't want to keep experiencing hurtful things so when you're faced with all that you're less likely to come out but then that's also like a reason why it's important that um I needed to get over that and come out um so that bi people will feel represented at these kind of events events and just in the world on that point i find it also really interesting because you know like um i know people and i I, i've done it myself when when i was first coming out i came out sort of as bi (laughs) and then like we take this step and then we take another step and then it turns into no i can't stand bi people like it's just it's very confusing um so yeah I, i i just want to point that out i don't have anything else to say about it but like that's a step that i think like you come out as bi and then you come out as gay right and then you start to hate bi people Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have this fascination around labels, don't we? I think even within our own community. What, What do you think we have to do to kind of tackle this and get past those words? I'm not sure because, um... On the one hand, um, maybe we don't need to tackle it. Like maybe labels are helpful, but maybe they're not. We we have to get past labels, but at the same time, like labels kind of make us because we're like like coming out and saying you're gay or a lesbian or whatever. Like that's a major moment in your life. So there's definitely a value to it, but to what extent is is the question, and I think we all need to make that sort of decision in terms of how much how much that goes on to define us as as people for the rest of our lives. 
And we're recording today on the day the government has introduced or announced that they're going to roll out the Alan Turing law, so the gay pardon. Now, obviously, you may or may not be aware, there was an unsuccessful attempt to criminalise lesbian relationships in 1921 because, obviously, um, until 1967, gay male relationships were criminalised. What do you think about the pardon that the government have announced today? Uh, I think it's really nice that um, if a government can admit that they've been wrong, so saying sorry is not an easy thing to do, so... um, it's really good, but it's sad that um, those people aren't around to receive that apology. Yeah, I think it. I mean, like, yeah, I get. It is sad that they that that happened. But you're right. I think it is a big step if a government can apologize because a lot of the time governments don't even take responsibility for anything and they just hide it and it's just like this this thing in history that you never really know about. But the fact that it was news today in 2016, like. I think that I think that says a lot. Yeah, and the other thing it got me thinking about is as well. Um, and I, I know LGBT organisations all over the country will think about this all the time because we're often run by gay men. We're often in charge. Um, there's a lot of gay men in student pride too. I'm one of them. Um, what's it, uh, what's it like? Is it okay to have you know so many gay men running a lot in doing those kind of top roles still, or is it important that we diversify ourselves better? I, I used to when I when I was working in advertising, there were lots of men, there were lots of gay men. Um, but the question was always where where where's the diversity actually in in that group alone? There weren't any women. There weren't many women, um, and there weren't there weren't many black people. There weren't many um, Asian people. Like I just didn't see the diversity. So if we are going to have our stories told, and if we are going to be in these powerful positions, then I think that. Um, there should be more um, diversity within that group. Now, moving on to a topic that you've both discussed online before, being religious and gay. This time, we've got a clip of you, Meredith, talking about how your mother is religious, but still an LGBT ally. In my family, my mother's a religious one. She, she goes to church every week, and she's an active participant in her congregation. Now, she's not gay, but she supports me and my marriage 2,000%. So your family embraced your identity despite what their religion might state. How different do you think everything would have been if they hadn't have been so accepting? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, not, I mean, that video, I talk about my family and how they were accepting. Um, but my extended family, um, they haven't been as accepting as like my brother, my sister, my father, my mother. Um, and I, if my if my immediate family hadn't been as accepting... I think that would have been really hard on me. Um, and I think that's hard on a lot of people when, when they encounter a situation like that. Um, I'm really close with my brother and my sister. Um, and I think that'd just be like, def- I don't know if I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. That's for sure. And does, you know, you talked there about your extended family. Does religion have a big influence on your life as well, still? I was raised in, um, well, my mother's very religious and her family is even more religious. So, um, yeah, I think I was sort of raised in like this um in a born again Christian family. Um so yeah, we were at Sunday school every Sunday, people were falling out, saying hallelujah, speaking in tongues. Um and I sort of just sort of drifted away from that. But I think I think actually the reason why I drifted away from religion from from an early age was because I started to notice that I was gay, um even though I might not have been able to articulate it at the time. 
But, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's possible to be gay and religious, um, but I just don't happen to be a religious person at all. I, you know, I, I actually want, remember in my early podcasting and audio journalism days, I went to a gay church um, and it was fabulous. It was amazing to see how they'd connected to God and they had faith and they talked about being gay in that room. That was awesome. That's amazing. I, I wonder whether you think there'll ever be a day where there isn't conflict between religion and LGBT because obviously that was a very special church um, in the sense that it was designed for gay people to celebrate their faith. I guess you have to find a church that works for you. And I think if you ever get to that place where there's a sort of separation or accept acceptance um, with religion and sexuality, then um, then that's great. But I think what's more important is that you find find a community that you can um, feel supported and accepted in. ABC in America are developing a new TV show about a family whose pastor father comes out, and it's loosely based on the screenwriter's life himself when he went through the same thing. What effect do you think this will have on religious people's views on LGBT, if any? I think there are going to be some people who are upset because there's always someone there's who's upset, people. right? You can't get you can't can't get around that. But um, I think the real test will be time, and I I, I, ho I hope that that would make people more accepting. Um, I think like for mo like Modern Family, for instance, which I think is also on ABC. Um, I think that's I think that show's done is amazing, and I think it's done it's really like normalized. Um, like having gay relatives, um, and not just being like token gays either. Um, so that so I think I think that like I imagine that this show if, is is it a comedy or dramedy? not sure. It's just been kind of announced. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I would imagine that it'd have a like more of a positive influence than anything. I think it's pretty cool that well I hope that the country is ready for that. And Susanna, I'm interested as well. Obviously, you must have met some of Meredith's family. Did any of this kind of thinking weigh on your mind when you was on the way to meet them? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, like, Meredith's family is quite different um, from my family with the way that they treat religion um, because um, your religious family, they're really into God. Um, <laughs> whereas my family... They're, like, really into your guys. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, but... Yeah, my family's, our religion is more like a cultural thing. Um, so it was different. I guess I did think about that. Um, but the family that I've met uh, made me feel really comfortable and were really lovely. And, and, and what would you say to young LGBT people who fear coming out in particular because they know their family is so religious? I think you need to give people a, a shot. Find someone who you think, who you, who you, well, I mean, the thing is, like, you just, you don't really know, do you? I would say... People can change. I was really, really nervous about coming out to my mom. And I ended up actually just, like, not coming out to her. I just needed her to... I needed my mom and specifically, like, her family to just have to deal with reality. Um, so I introduced her to my girlfriends and she just... There, there was no sort of conversation around it. This is just the way that I am. Um, but I think for some people, if, if it is important for them to come out and they need to do that, I think just taking your time with it, getting a feel for, for the person's views could help. And don't, don't pressure yourself. Um, I think I pressured myself a lot and uh, pushed myself into coming out when I wasn't ready. Um, but um, you do need to think about your own safety. Um, so maybe if you can find like some friends who you're not worried about whether their religion will cloud their views then maybe come out to them first so that you have that support. But um, take your time, right? That's all you can do. I think time's your, 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 your best ally when it comes to coming out. Um, 
because I think I'm, I'm constantly sort of coming out anyway. Um, and it just gets easier over time. But I think like the closer relationships you have, it could be difficult to sort of navigate your way through. But yeah, just give it time. And when it's right, you'll know when it's right and then do it or don't do it. It's up to you. You don't have to do anything you don't have to want to do ultimately. So, What a powerful note and hard-hitting note to end on. Thanks, Shosh and Mer, for joining us today. This has been the National Student Pride Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen on the go with Audioboom, or listen on gaystarnews.com, our friends over there. Don't forget to tweet us at Student Pride and let us know what you think of the show. And also, Shosh and Mer have an awesome YouTube channel. We're going to stick the link to that in the description, so go check it out. If you haven't already, be sure to check out last month's guest, Patrick Stradwick, BuzzFeed UK's LGBT editor. I'll see you in November. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.